0: It's the Panthers' Press Box Podcast with your host, George Richards! Powered by FloridaHockeyNow.com
1: Once again, welcome to the Panthers Press Box Podcast, powered by Florida Hockey Now. This is your host, George Richards. Uh, It's been a while since we've talked. I've had some technical issues, and now we've got everything all worked out. So, uh, welcome back. A lot has happened since we last talked. Uh, (laughs) My last podcast came before game four of the Florida Panthers uh, play-in series, qualifier, whatever you want to call it, against the New York Islanders, uh, and that was the final game of the 2019-20 season of the Florida Panthers as they end up losing 5-1 to the Islanders. Uh, New York gets a, a empty net goal. Uh, to close out a game and really a series that they uh, they pretty much had control of from the get uh, Florida Panthers lose game one and two to go down to oh, oh and two in the best of five series against the Islanders, uh, they win game three to stave off elimination and two days later. They get knocked out in game four. Well, a lot has happened since then, as I alluded to. Uh, We'll get to some of that in a minute. First off, today, uh, we've got a couple really nice guests. Uh, Bill Zito is going to join us. We'll talk about him here in a second, Uh, as well as Aaron Portsline who covers the Columbus Blue Jackets for the Athletic, as well as Brian Hedger, also a Columbus Blue Jackets beat writer. He's with the Columbus Dispatch. Uh, First off, okay, so the Florida Panthers get knocked out of the NHL postseason, come home right afterwards. That was on a Friday. Team landed here early Saturday morning in Fort Lauderdale. By then, reports had surfaced that the Panthers were going to move on from Dale Tallon as general manager. Uh, the team was very quiet about that. Uh, there were no, you know, nothing coming from inside the organization. That Monday, August 10th, it became official the Panthers move on uh, from Dale Tallon after a decade uh, of, of his leadership with the organization, most of which was as general manager, say for a portion of the 2016 uh, 17 off season and season, he was the GM of the Panthers and uh, his contract expired July 1. Like everyone else in hockey ops, the Panthers extended that through the end of what the, whatever the hockey season would be. Turns out it was uh, game four of the Islanders series uh, and Dale Talon's contract was not renewed. Uh, so we move on. The Panthers uh, looking for a general manager. Uh, It took a couple weeks, but uh, on Tuesday, uh, the Panthers uh, let it, told Bill Zito, who is our first guest here, that he would become the 11th general manager in franchise history. He gets a five-year deal officially announced on Wednesday, and uh, again, we'll be talking to Bill. He was the uh, associate general manager for the Columbus Blue Jackets for uh, the last couple years. He was the assistant GM to Yarmo uh, Kekalainen since 2013. Uh, this was after he was a very successful player agent. Created Acme World Sports, um, a very successful uh, player agency. Um, represented a lot of a lot of top end NHL players many of which were not top-end guys when, when they, they looked, for, looked to him for representation. So Bill Zito is a guy who's known to have a pretty good eye for talent, a uh, pretty good eye for overlooked talent. Uh, you know, he's big into development. You look at the Columbus Blue Jackets the last couple of years, and we talk about this with Port C and uh, and Hedge, um, just about the guys that, that, that they've, got, they've, they've used over the years in Columbus, um, you know they lose, uh, you know a lot of their high-end talent last summer, and Sergey Bobrovsky obviously coming here to Florida, but Artemi Panarin and Matt Duchesne as well. And the Blue Jackets just plug and played, man. They just kept moving on, and um, they had a lot of injuries this year. They kept making recalls from AHL Cleveland, and, and did a pretty good job. They stayed in the playoff race. Uh, up until the end, and they were part of the extended uh, postseason. They made it through. They ended up losing in the first round of the Tampa Bay Lightning, but that was a pretty exciting series against the Lightning. Uh, The the Blue Jackets have now made the NHL playoffs the last three seasons and four of the last five. So uh, before we get to Bill Zito, uh, let's take a look at our sponsor. As always, uh, we'd like to thank the Infield Pub, the infield I N N field. They're located on uh, Oakland park Boulevard, uh, just West of hiatus road. They're about a mile and a half away from BB center. Uh, they've got some terrific chicken wings and daily specials and all kinds of things. If you want to go into the infield, uh, they've got inside and outside seating right now. Uh, but uh, they're open, I believe, until 11 p.m. So if you want to go catch some some hockey games, some basketball games, you want to go watch the Miami Marlins, uh, check out the infield pub. It's at 11439 West Oakland Park Boulevard, and that's in Sunrise, Florida. Again, not far from BB&T Center. If you want to give them a call, uh, get some takeout, uh, get some of those chicken wings, get a burger, see what Lisa's made up on special, give them a call, 954 741 2100 again nine five four seven four one twenty one hundred the infield pub the inn place to be all right so we're happy to be joined by the new general manager of the Florida Panthers former associate GM of the Columbus Blue Jackets Bill Zito how you doing my man
2: I'm doing well. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me on, George.
1: Well, first off, congratulations on the job. I know this is something you've uh, aimed for for a long time. Could you just talk a little bit about the excitement level you've got now that you've got, this, you know, your own team now?
2: Well, um, it's it's humbling. It's so exciting, um, and I'm I'm daunting. It's going to be a lot of hard work. Um, I think I'm not afraid of hard. And I I know what's in front of me, but just I'm filled with enthusiasm and excitement. And in fact, last night I could I was exhausted and woke up at 3 a.m. and I I couldn't go back to bed and I had to start writing ideas down. And I suspect that's going to be uh, my fate for the next few nights anyway.
1: I heard uh, you were on NHL Network and you talked about meeting with Vinny Viola, something like an eight-hour meeting. I mean, that must have been uh, <laughs> that's a that's a full day of work right there.
2: Yeah. that that was a marathon, but it was. Honestly, it was really engaging and fun and interact. Like, it was, it was neat. It was neat. I think is the most appropriate word to describe that. You it come, was fun.
1: yeah. You come into to, you come in here to South Florida and you've got a, a head coach, a guy that's won the cup three times in, in Joel Quinville. Um, how do you expect to work with him? And, and what's your uh, what's your excitement level to to, to work with Joel?
2: it's, you know, the assignment level is considerable. And, uh, I said this the other day to, I, I might've said it multiple times that probably the best path, uh, to follow is advice that someone I gave on a call the other day is no one got themselves, no one listened themselves into trouble. And, uh, when you have somebody with that acumen and that level of achievement, um, I'm going to listen yeah. and listen and
1: learn. And, uh, and, and then act later. Uh, the Panthers, obviously, uh, a lot of expectations last season, uh, kind of a disappointing season. I mean, you, you saw them in February and then quickly out of Toronto. Um, where do you see this organization at right now as far as what they've got in the system right now?
2: It's, 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 it's sort of a, it's a situation where you if you maximize the potential of every player it's pretty it's a pretty good group right
1: mm-hmm.
2: so if every if every player can get to you know i, I don't think anybody really clicks at 100% all the time that's unrealistic but boy if, you, if these guys could just will themselves you know prepare themselves as professionals to get there it's a pretty good group so i'm a am real optimistic
1: and you you, you obviously know sergey Bobrovsky. Uh, you were there with him for you know what 6 7 years um mm-hmm. He didn't have the greatest of season, but I think we saw in Toronto what he can, you know, what he can do. He's still an, an elite goaltender. Um, t- could you talk a little bit about Bob and, and his role with this?
2: Absolutely, um, This guy's a trophy winner. Mm-hmm. And people have ebbs and flows and ups and downs. And um, I can't speak to his season last year because I wasn't here, but I can speak to his professionalism, his preparation—that you're well aware of, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I. I've never seen anyone prepare or work as hard as he, he does. His diligence, and and I can also speak to his his person and how much he cares. And this is a guy who takes his craft very seriously. And so um, I don't shrug off guys who have downs, but if there's anybody who's concerned on executing and performing and being at best that he can be, it's Bob. Mm-hmm. So... You tell me I've got a Vezina Trophy guy who cares as much as he does, who prepares as much as he does. I feel pretty good about it.
1: And and you said uh, you you met with some of the players via Zoom or whatever. Uh...
2: Yeah, I um, I I spoke to Bob and I spoke to Sasha, and then I uh, I zoomed the players. I'm I'm gonna try to call everybody individually. It just I, I don't have the time right now, so I just wanted to tell them that and and basically apologize for the state that we're in right now um and say look sorry we live in this in the zoom universe and uh we will i'll do it appropriately and i just say hello and if anybody needs me or you know give them basically introduce myself that's all
1: yeah and now you've got a lot of people to introduce yourself to right
2: yeah i guess so
1: (laughs) (laughs) well bill zito uh new general manager of the florida panthers how's that sound
2: uh humbly yeah humbly
1: well i appreciate you taking some time with us we really appreciate it thanks bill thanks george well we'd like to welcome to the program a a good friend of mine and i would thank a friend of the program uh aaron portzline from the athletic been covering the columbus blue jackets uh gosh since what since moses was in pre-k or what
0: since 1951
1: george wow that is yeah that is great now good for you you used to drive your studebaker over there to the arena didn't you
0: yeah i used to ride my penny farthing with my uh my uh, handlebar mustache wow and a jug of whiskey
1: i'd love to see those pictures those were the good the good old days my friend
0: exactly well Uh, it's good to be with you man
1: hey good good to have you portsy um Obviously, the Florida Panthers uh, hired Bill Zito um, as its as as the new team the the team's new general manager. You've worked with him now the last seven years. Did you know him while he was an agent uh, before he took on the gig with the Blue Jackets?
0: I did. In fact, um, one of my one of the last big deals that Zito did did, I shouldn't say this one of the last big deals that Zito did uh, relative to the Blue Jackets was James Wisniewski. Yep. And the irony of that deal, of course, is that he was Wisniewski's agent, and the Blue Jackets traded for Wisniewski's rights from Montreal, signed him to a huge contract, and then shortly after Yarmo Kekalainen took over, he hired Bill Zito, and then Bill Zito and Yarmo Kekalainen were part of the front office uh, decision-making process that led them to buy out James Wisniewski. So he may be the first agent uh the first person rather who has both served an agent on a big deal and then served as an executive in buying out that that big deal. Um so yeah that that was all sort of right at the start of of was of um Zito coming to the Blue Jackets. He he had several Blue Jackets players through the years. Um and then of course, you know, divested himself from the agency when he joined the Blue Jackets. But yeah, he was a rather prominent agent um and a big big part of that side of the of the game, uh, before he quit to pursue as many other agents have, um, this side of it. So, yep. Knew him well.
1: And, and obviously with Bill Zito, we're here with Aaron Port's line of the athletic covers, the blue jackets. Um, you know, being an agent has led him, he's been on the other side of that desk, right? I mean, he knows when, when, when as a GM, as assistant GM in those contract negotiations, he knows when a, an agent's trying to pull a fast one. Um, yep. He's had some contentious contract negotiations over the years, has he not?
0: He has. I was just thinking about this, uh, George. I'm taking a, I'm taking a test drive right now. I'm in the process of buying a car. He has both sold the cars and bought the cars right, in his life. So there aren't too many people with that perspective. He knows all the tricks. He knows all the jargon. Um, and, yeah, they I mean, really, honestly, the Blue Jackets, being honest with you, they have a reputation across the league. I, I think it's good if you're an owner. It's not so great if you're a player or an agent. They have a reputation for being uh, pretty tough negotiators. And Yarmo and the GM, has even said it publicly. When you're an RFA, you don't have arbitration rights. The team has the hammer, and they're going to use the hammer. Most teams will just kind of use the hammer without talking about it. But they talk about it. We're going to use the hammer. You don't have any rights. You have no leverage. Here's our best offer. Deal with it. And it's gotten ugly. They've had holdouts with Ryan Johansson uh, well through training camp, a holdout with Josh Anderson. The, the Johansson situation never really got repaired i suppose there's still time to to fix the Josh anderson situation i still feel like there's something there um although maybe this changes things for him in columbus i don't know um sergey probrovsky's contract not his last one he signed with the blue jackets certainly not the one he signed with the panthers but the one before that got incredibly contentious like personal to the point where the blue jackets let it be known they were looking for a goalie at the draft that year um so yeah, they've had they've had some ugly some ugly situations, and, and Zito, um, I think Bill Zito is very well respected in this game. But he has firm beliefs, he has uh, principles that he will not stray from. And I think I think they've developed a, a, a um, reputation that they've wanted to develop that you don't mess with them when you don't have leverage, and. And if you do have leverage, then you got leverage. You use it. But as long as they, as long as they have the hammer, the Blue Jackets have a reputation for using it. And much of that was Bill Zito.
1: And we look at the Florida Panthers, and we see you know a team with promise and a lot of talent and all that. Not a lot of it's homegrown, and that was that is something that the, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, have built their team around, correct? I mean, homegrown guys, maybe not guys that Yarmo and and Bill drafted, I mean, because Cam was before their time. But most of those guys have come up through the system, have come up through the Cleveland AHL team. And um, I'm sure that the Florida Panthers looked at that and said, geez, you look at all the free agent defections Columbus had, all the injuries Columbus had, and they still plugged guys in and they were still in that playoff race. And here come the Florida Panthers, you know, capped out, and, you know, they win three games, four games in February. I'm sure the Panthers were looking at Columbus with a little bit of envy.
0: Yeah, and you know what, honestly, and and this is a hard thing um, to sort of feel from the outside, and and I'm I'm not saying uh, just fans, I mean fans and media, people who aren't in the building. The, The idea of culture building is a really difficult thing. Uh, and how it's done there's no there's no self-help book that that tells you a, a perfect blueprint to do it
1: and every team um, talks think, about you know, it right and they talk about it all book. the time got to change the culture got to change book. the culture yeah no, yeah no kidding yeah. yeah yeah
0: yeah and and john tortorella deserves a ton of credit for it being sure. done here in columbus that's absolutely fair to say but I think Kekalainen and Zito and his staff do as well, because you look at a lot of players on the Blue Jackets team, there's a lot of guys that have been here for a number of years. Um, even guys that aren't homegrown, per se. Nick Felino feels like he's been a Blue Jacket forever, because sure. he's been here for seven years now. Um, it felt that way, honestly, with Bobrovsky before he went to, to Florida. Uh, they have developed something that's larger than just the pieces and the parts it's it's a it's not just talented players there is a fabric here i think they need more pieces and parts i think florida and columbus maybe should get together because uh, columbus has a really impressive culture and not enough talent and yeah i don't think this is a a wrong thing to say you look at the florida roster and you see a team with a lot of talent that does not somehow yet have a culture and and you wonder what a GM can do to foster that. I would think more than anything else, that has to be Bill Zito's item number one with that team. A, a resilience, a toughness, a culture, a sense of pride. What does it mean to be a Panther? Um, all of those things. And those were all missing in Columbus uh, before Yarmo got here. They were in a wayward spot. I think we, we must say Scott House and the previous general manager did not leave the cupboards bare here. But this organization was, was struggling badly and needed some sort of stability, something to anchor itself to, and that's what's changed in the last seven years.
1: Uh, we're here with Aaron Port's line of The Athletic Covers, the Blue Jackets. Uh, before, we, we, before you go, and uh, don't buy that undercoating, man. I mean, that's a, no. that's a sucker's <laughs> bet. They're going to try to get you. Um, where can people find your work other than The Athletic?
0: Oh, thanks. Yeah, so I always jokingly say it's Portsline standard spelling, um, <laughs> but the Twitter feed is A P O R T Z L I N E, and I'm terrible at Instagram. I keep saying I'm going to get better, but I'm, I'm not very I'm not very good at it. So it's mostly Twitter and the Athletic.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way with the Instagram stuff. I'm really good on TikTok, however, so I've got are, that. Are
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, are those dance moves, George, or is that just commentary?
1: A uh, little of both. I do commentary with the dance moves. It's it's Whoa. something I'm trying out. It's a, you know, Whoa. it's something new. I mean, I think the kids are going to dig it. We're going to find out, but uh, it's yeah, pretty Yeah, maybe cool. I'll
0: have my daughter show me how to get onto TikTok and find
3: George Richards' feet.
1: All right. Well, Aaron Portsline, we do appreciate your time, and thank you, sir, for joining us here on the Panthers Press Box Podcast.
0: Pleasure, George. Thanks for having me.
1: Well, we'd like to welcome back to the program uh, one of our first guests, again from the beautiful city of Columbus, Brian Hedger, beat writer for the Columbus Blue, uh, beat writer for the Columbus Dispatch, has covered the Blue Jackets the past three seasons. Uh, also worked at ColumbusBlueJackets.com, covered the Chicago Blackhawks back in the day, uh, before moving to Mid Ohio, the, the great city of Columbus. Brian Hedger, how are you,
3: my friend? I'm doing great, George. It's great to be back with you on a day when the uh, Panthers hire another guy from Columbus who also has Chicago roots, Bill Zito. It's kind of funny, isn't it? All right,
1: last year, the big free agents in Columbus were Artemi Panarin and Sergei Bobrovsky. John Davidson, a few weeks before free agency, leaves for the New York Rangers, ends up with Artemi Panarin, and now... Bill Zito leaves Columbus, and uh, guess what? He's got Bob back.
3: Yeah. It's really crazy how the whole thing has worked out like that. Um, I mean, obviously, in Bill's case, um, you're not – I mean, I mean – that's just super coincidence. Whereas, you yeah. know, I, I'm sure it's mostly coincidence with J.D. as well, but he had a he had to know that the Rangers yeah. were going to be players for Panarin when he went back there as well. Oh, absolutely.
1: So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And know. there's no way – yeah. there's no way Sergei Bobrovsky gets this kind of a contract <laughs> if, uh, well, if, if Phil thing. Zito is negotiating it. No that's, that's way.
3: The thing that I find, yes, that's the thing that I find – very entertaining about this entire hire is that uh you know not only would he have not gotten the contract from bill zito if bill zito was the general manager he didn't get the the contract from bill zito who was the assistant gm who was in charge of negotiating contracts for the columbus blue jackets so him and yarmo were like no that's not happening
1: yeah, earlier um, in the program. I mean, you know Bill Zito very well again we're with Brian Hedger of Colum- of the Columbus Dispatch. Uh you know Bill Zito well, you worked with him uh with you know when you were with the website. So you were a little more closely in tuned uh with went on with what went on. I just spoke with uh, Aaron Portsline, your buddy, um, your neighbor if you will. My, yep. my yeah, a neighbor. Yeah, your neighbor from down the street, up the hill, whatever it is. Um, we just right. talked a little bit about Bill Zito and, and some of the contentious uh, negotiating that went on in, in Columbus. There have been a few instances where, you know, like like Portsey said, good for the owners, not necessarily good for the players because – you know, Bill Zito's been on the other side of that table. He's, he's negotiated. He knows what the agent wants. He knows what the players want and he knows what he can get away with in a management role as well.
3: He does. uh, So he's got that unique perspective, you know, being on both sides of the table, like you said, and let's not, I mean, you don't want to uh, sugarcoat anything here. I mean, there were some of those negotiations left a mark. (laughs) They did. Absolutely. On, oh, on players, on management, on, on all sides. It left the because, Listen, he's a, he, he drives a hard bargain, you know. And, and um, you know, like you said, being an agent, he knows exactly, you know, what they're going to come at him with. Or at least he, he probably has a better idea than most general managers of what an agent is going to come at him with before the guy even presents the offer, right, or like their sure. side of it. So you know you gotta feel like it. You know he's a guy who he's from Yale. He's a smart guy. Uh, he has his uh, you know law degree from the University of Wisconsin. He's a smart dude. So he he can figure a lot of this stuff out. And you can just tell that he kind of sees how things in his mind anyway are gonna go before they happen. And he's pretty pretty resolute once that happens.
1: Yeah, and again, with, with Bill Zito, I know we've talked a lot about the contracts, but I want to talk to you a little bit about his eye for talent. Um, he was known for that as an agent, uh, signing some guys maybe nobody really thought much of, fifth-round picks, sixth-round six picks, whatever, um, and, and and cashing in when those players turned into something. And he had quite a long list of guys that – no, maybe none of the other agents didn't want. And uh, Bill Zito took them on and ended up reaping the financial rewards by, you know, by being with those guys. Um, and, and you see what he did in Columbus as far as, you know, the minor league system, the prospects. Um, you look at that roster right now, he's has his fingerprints all over it. And I think that the Panthers, like I said to Portsea, were looking at, looking at the Blue Jackets with a little bit of envy. You know, in February, here the Blue Jackets are. They lose their top free agents. They've got everybody in the lineup on the disabled list, including like Seth Jones and Cam Atkinson. And yet, here they are in a playoff spot, and the Florida Panthers can't win a home game. Um, I think the Panthers want some of that. They want to be able to develop some players, and it seems like Zito's got a, a very good eye for that.
3: He, he does. And, you know, one of the best, I guess, examples of it is right when they started out, like in the nineties, when he's, you know, he started his, uh, his own uh, player agency, in, uh, firm in 1995, mm-hmm. a former uh, Acme sport, Acme world sports and um, which has since recently been acquired Uh, By Wasserman, uh, and they have become like a basically a a powerhouse agency now together. Um, But he started that in the mid '90s, and he started just like you said—he was looking for talent that maybe other agents were just not interested in representing. Right then, they want the you know other agents wanted the sure things. Bill Zito seemed to—he saw a niche and he saw an area where, as an agent, he could say, "Look, there are guys that get passed over." In this sport, just like other sports, just like mm-hmm. football, baseball, basketball, every sport you can imagine has guys who get looked over and then they finally get a chance and then they hit it big. And people say, wow, how'd you miss this guy? Well, I mean, you know, Bill Zito saw the potential in that and he ended up signing guys. I mean, he he was the agent for Brian Rafalski. Brian Rafalski is one of the, the most solid defensemen you know that you could ever remember from that from his era you know with the red wings but before he was with the red wings he played in finland because nobody was giving him a chance to play in the nhl at that point um and so you know um bill zito's his agent he's represented him he says you know what i have a friend named jarmo Kekalainen who is the general manager of hifk a really good outfit there in the uh finnish league why don't you go play with them in like 1998 i believe it was so he goes off and plays with them he he finds Kimo Timonen, another defenseman who ends up becoming a a really good nhl defenseman but he was small he was on the small side people like "Ah, i don't know about this guy zito signs him says hey Got a friend of mine, Yarmo Kekalainen. Here he is. You're gonna go play for him. He did this three or four times, like the goalie Tim for Thomas for that. It was Tim Thomas. People don't realize that either. Before he won the Stanley Cup with the Bruins, many years before, he won the H I for H I F K in the in the Finnish league. He won the Finnish league title. Um, that team, Yarmo's team, won the title with a lot of guys that. Bill Zito represented. They were friends, you know, uh, obviously. They've been friends for a long time. Yarmo Kekalainen, Bill Zito have been friends for a long time. They've been identifying talent for a long time. And it paid off in a championship, you know, for Yarmo in Finland in 1998. That's a good – I think that's the perfect example right there. You look at – I mean, Tim Thomas, I mean, he was a fantastic NHL goalie is what he yep. turned out to be. Rafalski turned out to be a really, really good NHL defenseman. Kimo Timonen. he was dynamic when he had his skating legs, you know, in the prime of his career. Uh, great defenseman, but he was undersized. And, and so uh, you're right. I think Bill has a really good eye for talent. And he always has, and it started with his agency, and he carried it right into um, his time with the Blue Jackets in seven years. And what I think was really interesting with the Blue Jackets is you had both of them, you know, Yarmo and Bill, both together again, working for the same franchise, our fr- same uh, team this time. Wasn't one, there wasn't agent, you know, GM type of thing. They were working together. And they were they they basically both put their heads together and and they really found some some good players and they they helped turn this thing around in many facets you know like the other thing is with, with Zito is like you're getting it's it's one stop shopping and I don't think people realize that from the outside because this is his first GM job but if you look at all the things that bill did for the blue jackets as far i mean he helped with talent procurement yeah sure he helped with negotiating contracts yes we know that he did a lot of behind the scenes stuff like business stuff that people didn't realize he's the guy that can, that would negotiate their contracts with their charter aircraft he mm-hmm. found that he was trying to find – he was trying to get them a plane, a pl- private plane at one point, as recently as a couple of years ago, until you had that whole uh, – um, oh, God, the the plane. I can't remember the name of the plane, but basically the plane that had all the problems that was, like, there was going down. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh so basically that just kinda killed that whole thing, I think, at that point. That's what I've been told. But basically he was heading all that stuff up. So it's just it's it's many facets of the of the things that he did. And I think because of that, it made I mean it made him a perfect candidate to be a general manager because he can look at he can go to the Florida Panthers now. And he can look at the way things are operating and he can say, yeah, I know how that works and that works. And this side works. I know how this business venture works. Mm-hmm. He knows it all. And I think that makes him a really, really strong, you know, GM candidate. To be honest with you, I can't believe that that somebody hadn't hired him before this. This was his eighth time interviewing in like the last two or three years. And I think there was two or three teams that just flat out missed. They swung and missed and they should have hired Bill Zito and they didn't and now the the Panthers I think I think the Panthers are going to gain from this. I think this is a good hire.
1: Yeah, we 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 got Brian Hedger from the Columbus Dispatch with us and yeah, uh you listen, I covered the team with you in 2017-18. Got to know Bill Zito a little bit. Um Got to know him a little bit more once I came back to Florida um, because I wasn't that beat writer looking for stories and stuff, just just talking to him. And I was like, yeah, this guy's going to be a GM uh, probably pretty soon. And when, 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 when the Panthers moved on for Dale Town, he was the first guy I really thought of that he's going to get a chance one of these days. Why not here? And I guess the Panthers agreed with me. You think he's
3: going to be a good general manager? I do. I do. I, I feel like if, if you look at his, just to, just, I mean, you know, the, the biggest thing is uh, work ethic, right? And he mentioned it today and and we hear this all, all the time. We hear people say, Oh, I work hard. And I think most people think they work hard and I, and most people probably do to a certain, to whatever extent work hard. But I think the biggest proof of somebody who works hard is what they've accomplished and what they've done. And if you look at, I mean, go all the way back to his college days, right? Oh, well, actually, you can go all the way back to, uh, um, this was a, this, you should talk to him about this at some point. Do you know he was the bat boy for the Milwaukee Brewers? Milwaukee
1: Brewers. Brewers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. yeah.
3: We, we had a whole conversation about that one point and basically it's because he won over, like he went to school with the daughters of the Brewers general manager and kind of won that guy over. And then that guy ends up, you know, giving him a job as the bat boy. And then he ends up like picking his brain about being a general manager, like, you know, however many days, I mean, he, this guy has been groomed for this um, from, from a young age. He was not lying when he said, this is like a lifelong dream of his to be a general manager. And just look at it from there. He goes on, he goes to Yale and he plays at Yale for four yeah. years. Right. Um he goes from Yale, and he plays a year of hockey in, in Europe. Then he comes back and goes to law school at Wisconsin. But while he's going to law school, that's not good enough, right? He's got to coach at Wisconsin as well and be a hockey coach there because the guy loves the sport. So he's hockey coaching. He's going to law school. He gets his lottery. He comes out. And I believe – I have to check – I have to double check with him on this, but I know he, he had like a either a motion – or something in the year or so that he was doing law that went very high. Like if it didn't go to the U S Supreme court, it went very close to the U S Supreme court. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's how within a year and he was working in Chicago doing that. Then he gets into and He starts his own agency. And then that becomes a really, really profitable venture. By the time he left there, they were one of the top uh, sports agencies, you know, in the market, like in, in all of, Hockey, professional hockey. They were representing a lot of players. Um, then he leaves there. He actually took a he took a major pay cut to be, to join the front office because think about it. He owned his no, 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 sports. Right. Right. You know, yeah, he and so, that, yeah, yeah, he wanted to be a what he, you know what he is now a GM, and so he went this route. So just all these steps along the way, and then in 2016, you know, he puts together a roster uh, for the Cleveland Monsters, which were then the Lake Erie Monsters, and they win the Calder Cup, uh, mm-hmm. the AHL title there. Um, now, granted, there's uh, obviously he's using players from the system that you know Yarmo brought in as well, so. Everyone kind of deserves a, a, a piece of that pie. But he's the general manager, technically, of that team. And and he put together a lot of the – most of those pieces. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. So, I do feel that, like, he is not – I think he's overprepared for this job, to be honest with you. And he mentioned it today about how he's always – like, the mind just doesn't stop. And you know this from, from talking to him. It yep. doesn't. It, it doesn't, doesn't stop yeah. with that guy you know he's got he's got one of those motors that just kind of keeps the brain working and I, I'm excited to see you know what he can do with especially with that roster I mean I feel like I mean how many GMs do we see out there George that don't have a Jonathan Huberdo or don't have a, a Sasha Barkoff like sure. a lot of them don't have those guys a lot of them don't he's at them, least man. got the, yeah well how about Aaron Eckblad? uh and, and 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 if he can get Bob figured out and straightened out. I mean, that's a two-time Vesda Trophy winner who's not past his prime. He's just got to, like, get a little better defense in front of him, and you'll see Bob coming back, not getting hung out to dry all the time. Um, And and I think that did happen quite a bit, you know, this season. I don't don't think it's all – I do. (laughs) I do. (laughs) You're you're preaching to that choir, son. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, Listen, I I
1: agree with you. I mean, people, I I was asked today, I was on a radio station here in Miami, uh, 790 The Ticket. Uh, Jonathan Zaslow asked me. Um, not not dropping a name, just giving him some props. He asked me uh, how attractive this Florida Panther job was, and I said, well, you know, it's not the most attractive job in the NHL. Those are the original six teams with unlimited budgets and yada, 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 but this is not an unattractive job by any means when you've got the Barkovs, Huberto, you know, Bob in net, you've got Ekblad, you've got some good young players coming up. This this, this thing Quinville. isn't broken. They've And Joel Quinville behind the bench, This thing isn't broken. There's just something missing. And and maybe like Matt Caldwell said yesterday, maybe that fresh set of eyes and and this certain set of eyes can get them on track.
3: Yeah. Did you see Bill Zito's eyes light up today when he was asked uh, about the roster? It might have been your question. I can't remember, but it was someone asked him about, you know, do you, it was your question. Uh, do you when you look at this roster? Do what do you see on the NHL roster? Do you see potential moves already? Like yeah. you know that you could you think about or move? His eyes opened up immediately. Like they were like saucers. Like oh yeah, and he's yeah. like I see I see this and that. Like he didn't say specifically what it was, but you can tell that he's already looked at this thing and said, well I if I could do this, then I could do this and this and this. Right. I mean that's the A way it's turns be. to B
1: turns to C. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Sure. And that's the way it's supposed to be. You know, you're supposed to have like a, like an overarching plan and then figure out a way to do it. it you know, what's interesting is I don't know why I was looking this up to other day, but like, so Yarmulkekeleinen has been here seven and a half years, mm-hmm. uh, slightly longer than Bill Zito. He brought Bill Zito in. He's made 55 trades in that time. That seems like a lot because that's an average of about seven a year. But what it was is the first two years, 13 and 14, uh, he made 21 combined trades. Uh, so basically he took over a roster. He wanted to make it his own and he shuffled parts around. Basically, there were some lot, plenty of deals for future considerations that were probably nothing just to get cap space or get a roster spot or whatever it was, but that's the way you got to do it. You come into the now. And what I think is different here the Panthers probably don't have, in my opinion, I, I mean, they're going to have to move some things around because of cap space and everything, but I don't think there's as much to do here necessarily as what Yarmo had to do. Right. You know, when, when he took over the blue Jack- No, the blue, blue jackets, jackets was- were absolutely
1: broken when Yarmo came in and they were broke. That was a, that was a terrible team. And now they're one of the most consistent teams in the league.
3: Yes. And, and Bill Zito played a big part in that. I mean, that's, that's, Yarmo as well instituting what he wants to do and, and bringing his uh, scouts and everything else in there, um, but that's also Bill Zito. You know, uh, there, there's a lot of Bill Zito in that turnaround as well. And I like I said, I don't think that the the Panthers hell, they were almost a playoff team as it was. Yeah. Already, and they probably you know? would have
1: been. I've 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 said and I told this to Matt Coldwell yesterday if the you know this COVID thing hadn't happened, and this is obviously at the very bottom rung of what ifs for COVID, um, had the NHL season concluded with thirteen games left. I think the Panthers were going to make a run and make, you know, maybe even get third place in the Atlantic. They were going to make the playoffs. The Islanders were not, the Islanders were garbage there. They'd lost seven in a row, 10 of 12. They looked terrible. They were hurt. And then look at the Islanders. So, you know, who knows what this season would have been. But again, the Panthers had a healthy February and they could not win a home game and that's, you know, they really would have had to go deep in the playoffs, you know, to, to, to not make changes, but
3: Absolutely. whatever
1: ifs and buts, you know, you know how it goes. Brian Hedger, oh, yeah. the Columbus dispatch. How uh, we got to wrap this up because I love talking to you, buddy. And I'm probably going to talk to you a little longer, but not on here. This thing will go for three hours. I think we have a time limit on Apple podcasts. Uh, Brian Hedger, Columbus dispatch, dispatchalerts.com. Where else can people read some of your work and see uh, your fancy tweets and such?
3: Uh, the fancy tweets can be found at, at Brian Hedger, B R I A N H E D G E R. That's it, just uh, my Twitter handle there. Brian Hedger, and, you yeah. rock
1: up a little bit, Hedger, H E D G E R.
3: You got it. Ed, and, uh, I bl- and while it, it, you're very familiar with the, uh, the Dispatch Facebook site as well, Yeah. I believe, which you used to kind of run there, uh, which is uh, um, oh, Blue Jackets Extra. Blue Jacket's yeah, extra with
1: an X, ex, extra, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. extra. so I'll And you, also, you and A-Ray
1: still doing uh, Cannon Fodder,
3: the podcast? We are still doing occasional Cannon Fodder podcasts. Good. Um, and they're more interesting now that we're getting into the, <laughs> the off-season because the Jackets have some things to get done, too. Yeah, yeah. speaking of
1: Cannon Fodder podcast, uh, I subscribe to it. Um, I just haven't been in the car a whole lot, so I haven't uh, – gotten to listen to it, but I know you you, you and A-Race do a great job with uh, cannon fodder. Brian Hedger here with the Columbus Dispatch. We're going to wrap up today's show. Um, thank you to everyone for joining us. I know it's been a while since we did one of these. Uh, thanks again to our sponsor, Brian Hedger's favorite place in the world, the Infield Pub. Again, I-N-N Field. Yeah. The Infield Pub uh, at 11439 West Oakland Park Boulevard, just a mile and a half east of the BB&T Center. Give them a call if you want to get some takeout, 954-741-2100. Again, 954 741 2100, the infield on Oakland Park Boulevard. That's going to do it for us. Uh, I promise we're going to try and get to get more shows uh, as we go along. Uh, I've just had some technical difficulties, but uh, the microphone's back up, got the headphones on, we're ready to go. Thanks again for joining us here on the Panther Press Box Podcast, powered by Florida Hockey Now. That's it for today. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the Panthers Press Box Podcast with George Richards, powered by FloridaHockeyNow.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And point your browser to FloridaHockeyNow.com for all your Panthers news and information.